This is a Woodside Church podcast. So yes, happy Mother's Day. And um, and today Connie and I are going to be doing it in two parts. I'll speak first and then I'll hand over to Connie. And just wanting to speak this morning about love and sacrifice and imitating God. And um, being a mum involves many things. And two of those things are love and sacrifice. And although we're focusing on mums today and the love and sacrifices that mums make, actually this is something that can um, affect all of us. You know, we can choose to love and sacrifice for our family members, for our neighbours, for our work colleagues. So yes, although we're focusing on mums, it's something that applies to all of us. And um, yes, okay, so first of all, we're going to look at love. 1 John 4 verse 19 says, we love because he first loved us. And God spoke to me quite clearly a few years ago, and he revealed his love to me in a new and wonderful way. And actually, in order to show God's love, we need to know God's love. And a few weeks ago, when we were kids' work upstairs, we were learning, and we um, had a little action to help the children remember about God's love. And it's, God knows me, and he loves me. God knows me, and he loves me. And would gradually get quicker and quicker. But sometimes it's helpful just having those actions. God knows me, and he loves me. And God loves us unconditionally. And we can reflect that unconditional love when we love our children, when we love our neighbours. God loves us even, and this was mentioned in our time of worship, God loved us even when we were his enemies. When we were dead in sin, God loved us. So before we had anything to offer him, he loved us. And it's similar with us and our children. We love our children before they've done anything for us. So when I was pregnant, I loved my daughter before she was even born, before she had done anything, before she had said anything. I loved her. And, um, you know, at that point, yeah, the children have done nothing for us, and yet we love them. And it's the same for God. God and his love for us. We had done nothing to please him, nothing to impress him. We were his enemies, and yet he loved us. Unconditional love. My love for my children is not dependent on what they say or what they do. And it's the same with God and his love for us. And Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God shows us his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God took the initiative. God loved us. He made that first step. His love is not dependent on what we say or do. And I love our children when they wake up in the middle of the night or when they're hangry, when they're grumpy, when they're angry. I still love them. My love for them isn't dependent on what they say. And God spoke to me as well about being kind to the ungrateful. You know, I've put effort and time into cooking a meal and all I get is, a, oh, you could have done that differently, mum. Maybe they've been watching MasterChef too much. But, <laughs> you know, and I was challenged because I was like, I just want some kind words. I just want to thank you, mum. And I didn't get anything. And God reminded me, and the Bible says, God is kind to the ungrateful. And that challenged me. If God's kind to the ungrateful, I can be kind to my children when they're ungrateful. Okay. And I love the children, even when, when they were little, when they were speaking unintelligible words, or before they took their first steps, I love them. And I say to our children, I say... I love you when you're good, 
I love you when you're naughty. I love you all the time. I love you when you're good. I love you when you're naughty. I love you all the time. And that's what God's love is for us. He loves us all the time. And I want my children to know that my love for them isn't conditional on their behavior. I love them all the time. What an amazing love that God loves us like that. It's not conditional on what we say, what we do, how much money we give away. It's not conditional on any of those things. God loves us. He took the initiative. He loves us regardless. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Because God loved the world, that's why he sent Jesus. Because of love. Because God loved the world. And because of his love for us, God made the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Jesus died for us because of his love. He made that sacrifice because of his love. And in Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, it says, In love he predestined us for adoption. God chose us because of his love for us. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. How amazing that God loves us and that that love caused him to make that sacrifice, Jesus dying on the cross. And that brings us on to sacrifice. We're going to look at sacrifice. Greater love has no one than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did for us. Definition of sacrifice, according to the Cambridge Dictionary, is to give up something that is valuable to you in order to help another person. To give up something that is valuable to you in order to help another person. And Jesus laid down his life for us. Obviously, that was extremely valuable and it helped us enormously. He sacrificed his life to pay our debts, to take our shame, to make a way to the Father. He gave up something so valuable to help us. And Jesus Christ died and he rose again. God loves us and nothing can separate us from that love. Talks about that in Romans 8 verse 34. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing in Christ Jesus. And as parents, we lay down our lives for our children on a daily basis. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I was showing this job description of a parent Okay, long-term team players needed for challenging permanent work in an often chaotic environment. Candidates must possess excellent communication and organizational skills and be willing to work variable hours, which will include evenings and weekends and frequent 24-hour shifts on call. Extensive courier duties are also needed. Travel expenses not reimbursed. Role responsibilities the rest of your life. Must be willing to be indispensable one minute and an embarrassment the next. Opportunities for promotion, none. Your job is to remain in the same position for years without complaining constantly retraining and updating your skills so that those you're in charge of can ultimately surpass you. Salary, you pay them. When you die, you give them whatever is left. The oddest thing about this reverse salary scheme 
is that you actually enjoy it and wish you could only do more. You see, as parents, we make these sacrifices for our children, the 24-hour shifts, the courier duties. You know, we make these sacrifices because of our love for our children. And um, we're currently in the process of moving house at the moment. And we have even... Well, my, my grandmother once said, once a mum, always a mum. And although I'm a mum now myself, my mum now is still looking after me. And my mother-in-law, Steve's mum, is cooking dinner for us today on Mother's Day. You know, once a mum, always a mum. We go on making these sacrifices. So when they're little, the sacrifices might be waking up in the middle of the night or changing nappies or whatever it is. But as we get older, we still love our children and we still make sacrifices for them. Love and sacrifice are intrinsically linked. We sacrifice because we love. And because we love, we make sacrifices. One of the challenges in motherhood is delayed fruit. We make sacrifices and we don't see fruit straight away. But I want to encourage you this morning that your sacrifices are reflecting Christ. And if that's a challenge for you, I encourage you to come to God. And the Lord's Prayer says, give us today our daily bread. Don't worry about tomorrow. Ask God for what you need for today. And Jesus says, come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I just want to encourage you this morning that in your sacrifices, you are reflecting Christ. And I'm going to hand over to Connie now. I'm going to follow on from Candy, but I'll just introduce myself a little bit. Um, Many of you all know me. I've been part of Woodside for over 20 years now. But um, for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm Connie, and um, I'm married to Adam. And today isn't just Mother's Day for us. It's our 12th wedding anniversary. Yay! Um, So thanks for celebrating with us. And... um, yeah, and we, we've gone on to have three lovely girls who are up in the kids' work at the moment. And um, it's a privilege to be a mum, but a challenge too. Um, so Candy has done a fantastic job at pointing us to the overwhelming love of Jesus and the sacrifice that he gave up his life. But that isn't just to stop with Jesus. That love and sacrifice is to be reflected also through our lives too. Ephesians 5 verse 1 to 2 says, imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So we are called to be imitators of God in every area of our lives. Whether we are married, whether we are single, we are called to imitate God and live a life full of love. In our workplaces, imitate God, living a life full of love. In our, work, um, in our secret places, in the quiet places where no one else sees us, we're called to imitate God. And as fathers and mothers, whether in the physical, the natural, the spirit, or the spiritual, we are called to imitate God and live a life filled with love. But how do we do this well? Because there are many, many joys to parenting. When I reflect back on some of the joys that my children bring me, um, there are times where, for example, one of my daughters the other day, after a party, her friend popped his balloon and was really sad, and she was really quick to give her balloon to please him. And that brought me joy. Um, 
When my children forgive so freely, when they love unconditionally, when they face fears and overcome them. Yesterday, as a family, we went sledging, which I know is not a normal thing to do in spring, but we did um, in Milton Keynes. And one of my daughters, she was really excited about going, but when we got there, anxiety set in and she was worried and we kept saying you're going to enjoy it just give it a go and she gave it a go and of course she loved it but there are many times in life our children will suddenly become anxious and fearful but when you know it's right to encourage them through it and they do it that is a real joy to behold when another joy is when they ask random questions like one of my daughters the other day said mummy what would happen if I sat on an alligator oh probably nothing good so I please don't do that um another question why is traffic jam called a traffic jam why not traffic marmite um ask your dad I don't know um or simply that our children exist Whether that be for a long time that they're part of our lives or for a short time, that their existence can bring us so much joy. And in these moments, imitating God can seem easy, you know, because we are surrounded by the joys and the blessings that our children bring us. We can express the love, the kindness, the joy of God over them with some ease. But alongside these joys which I would encourage you to reflect on, whether you have your own children or not, or you just know children, or you have people in your lives, what joy do they bring you? Don't miss that. But there are also times where there's challenge and there's trials to parenthood and to close relationships, and it's not always smooth sailing. And for me personally, these times can make it difficult to reflect God and imitate him. I saw this meme recently that was very good at summarising something I have often felt. Said, bed, it should come up, bedtime. My child said those three little words I was so desperate to hear. I want daddy. Boom, dad, you're in. And I love that. If I just wish my girls got their timing a bit better when they say that. Bedtime would be perfect. But there are challenges to parenting. You know, I was even talking to Vicky this morning who was... Um, giving thanks for her sons you know she said she saw every hour of the night with her six month old last night parenting can be exhausting and draining physically there's the sleepless nights when they're young but there's also as they grow the back chat the battle of wills the if your child has a a physical or mental illness that you are um, working through with them and supporting them through Knowing when to step in versus knowing when to hold back. At the end of last year, my daughter, unfortunately, experienced some bullying. And, and this was a real tough time. And as a mum, you, you know you want to get in there. You know, there's nothing, I've found there's nothing quite like becoming a mother to make me find my fire. I'm going to stick up for my child. But in reality, she also needs to grow in herself and learn some strength to stand up. And that is a real trying to find that tension between when do I step in and when do I allow her in her to grow in her independence in this? So many of these trials can be a sacrifice for us and cost us and challenge us. Imitating God in these times can be demonstrated differently to the times of joy. But I want to just bring some encouragement that God is at work in each of us through them. 
Romans 5, verse 3 to 5 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. And as much as we're talking about... Mother's Day and parenting. This is a verse that applies to each of us throughout our lives, and there are different points that I want to pull out that are applicable to each of us here. But the difficulties and sacrifices that we face in life help us to grow more like God. And there are three key words that I'm going to pull out from this verse. The first is endurance. So why do we even need to endure within our parenting? Why is it difficult at times? Well, one reason is that parenting affects us on a number of levels. It hits us physically, mentally, emotionally, and as Christians, spiritually too, because we're called to pray for our children. We're called to teach them the word of God. We're called to imitate God to our children. So when my children were younger... um, it was far more physically taxing. You know, I've got three girls. I remember one day, one in the buggy, one refusing to walk, and one's fallen off their scooter, and we're half an hour walk from home. So, you know, load on to mum, pushing the buggy along. You know, it's physically tiring, but as they're growing older, emotionally, it's becoming more challenging. Mentally, too. Mum, can you help me with my homework? Uh, no. Um, you know, I try, but... And, I, and I'm not a mum to adult children, but I am a daughter, and I know I still draw from my mum, too. But by enduring through challenging times and remaining there for our children and consistently looking to parent well, we become stronger and more resilient and able to withstand the challenges. It's like going to the gym. You To build up muscles, you have to push against a force and you build muscles. And sometimes there feels like there's resistance in parenting. It's not always easy going, but we build up these muscles and we gain knowledge and wisdom and we're able to face the next stage. In the same way that Jesus endured and persevered for the joy that was set before him, we do the same through our parenting. Next thing I want to pull out from this verse is strength of character. How important is good character? I mean, you don't have to work with someone for very long to know whether they're someone of good character, reliable, enthusiastic, inspiring, to then work with someone who seems unmotivated, unsupportive, unreliable. You know, we are to be people of good character. That's what God calls us to. And when I reflected back on the joys that I'd written about my children, I realized that the majority of them were about their character. In Galatians 5 in the Bible, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all of which are character traits. They're character traits of God. But when we invite the Holy Spirit to come and live in our hearts, when we ask Jesus to be king of our lives, these characteristics of God begin to grow within us too, and we become increasingly like God. God does not want us to be lacking in anything that he calls us to. So if he's called us to imitate him, he's given us the resources to do it. He develops his character within our hearts. 
At the end of Galatians 5, when it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit, it says, against such things there is no law. There's no hindrance. There's no lack of resources. There's nothing in your way for you to keep drawing from God. So at times when you feel like your patience is spent or your self-control is weakening, go to God and draw from him. There is nothing hindering you from receiving more from God, his peace, all that you need. God uses the trials of parenting to make us more like him, changing our character to be like his. And the more we engage from him and draw from him, he strengthens us, enables, enables us to press on. But it isn't always comfortable. There's a quote that I heard um, a couple of years ago that's really stuck with me. And it says, God doesn't mind sacrificing our comfort for the development of our character or the deploying of our, of our calling. God is at work in us, and sometimes that isn't always comfortable, but it is such an encouragement that he's for us. You see, this, the Romans verse talks about us learning to endure, and then therefore having an effect on our character, but it also, finally, I want to look at how it gives us hope. This hope is not a simplistic hope, like, I really hope Daddy gets home in time for bath time, or I really hope my husband remembers to get me an anniversary card. Um, he did, he did. Um, but, but it is a hope that goes a lot deeper than that. At the end of last year, um, it had been a really challenging year for a number of reasons, and admittedly, I was at a really low point. I was really struggling. And um, I'm not one who usually writes in journals. I'm, I'm more of a talker. But one evening, I just felt I just needed to write. I wrote a letter to a friend that I never planned to send her, and I wrote about hope. And this is what I said. The Bible says that our present troubles are nothing compared to the surpassing glory set to come. And this is where my hope lies. But the thing about hope is it is is about the future, and I need help now. What good is a promise of a meal on Sunday if you've starved by Friday? When will my Sunday come? And then I went to sleep. And then in the night, I woke up. And as I was stirring, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, but someone did die on Friday, and hope was restored on the Sunday. And in that moment, two things happened. I was overjoyed at how God had heard me. God heard me. And as much as I should not be taken aback by that, because I believe God in his word where he says he listens, but he heard me, and I was so encouraged by that. But the second thing was that God realigned my hope He restored in me what the Bible says about hope because it isn't just about the future. It's about today. It's about now. And when I wrote that, I didn't even think about Easter, Good Friday, how Jesus died on the Friday and rose again on the Sunday. Admittedly, I was thinking about myself when I was writing it, but God was at work and he showed me something that actually Jesus died on the Friday but he rose again on the Sunday. And that is where my hope lies, that in a God who is alive today and at work in me. This is a hope that brings an assurance and a confidence that God is for me and with me. And in all of my trials and in our parenting trials that we face, in our work trials that we face, with our family, financially, in it all, God is alive today and at work in us.
Our hope is in his promises. Romans says, this hope will not lead to disappointment. I know my hope in God will not lead to disappointment. Hebrews 6 verse 19 also tells us that this hope is an anchor for the soul, holding us tight through all the storms of life, through all the challenges that we face. Imitating God can look differently through, from one situation to the next in our lives, but we give, he gives us all we need to live a life full of love and sacrifice, that results ultimately in a pleasing aroma to God. It pleases him when we live that way and it fills us with a hope to press on. I'm just going to close in prayer. Lord God, I thank you that you are alive today. I thank you that you are the hope that we need and for our everyday. God, I thank you that you are at work in our characters and making us more like you. Who would we rather be like than you, Lord God? I thank you that you are a God of love, of patience, of self-control, of goodness, of faithfulness, and you bring joy to us, Lord. I thank you for the gift of our children. I thank you for the privilege of being able to raise them, the privilege of being able to imitate you before them but Lord in our weakness when we struggle through the challenges of life would you strengthen us Holy Spirit would you draw close and for anyone who feels absolutely spent that they've got nothing left to give would you give them a deposit of your goodness of your strength of your character for today Lord I thank you that your mercies are new every morning and we can draw from you and know you with us I thank you that you hear us we are not Uh, distant from you you are close Lord and I pray for your blessing on this Mother's Day for the families and the single people and for all those who are in known by you and loved by you may you bless them in Jesus name amen you've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast for more information visit woodsidechurch.com